Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Steve Splonskowski, Executive Director for Real Presence Radio. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Brandon. How are you today? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Hey, folks, if you think we're whispering a little bit, well, we are going to whisper. We're whispering a little this morning, and we're going to talk to you about that in just a minute. It's just a natural a natural uh, activity sometimes when you're right in front of the Lord. So yes. we're going to talk to you about that in a little bit. Um, but before we get too far, let's start this morning with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew, renew the, the face, face of, of the earth. earth. Dear Lord, we ask you to be with us this whole day but especially these two hours as we come to you live, come to our listeners live. And of course, we come to you too live, Lord, and we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for being with us and for giving us the opportunity to serve you and to be your sons and daughters. And we ask you to be with all those who are listening today, especially those who are suffering today, those who are struggling today, Lord. We ask you to be with them and, and to help them to know your presence in this day and help us to be your presence to them a little bit today as well. We ask this through Mary, our mother, as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, folks, we're coming to you live today from Carmel of Mary Monastery in Wapiton, North Dakota. And we are literally, literally in front of the Lord today here in the chapel. And so we get the opportunity to have this whole hour spending this hour and this day with our Lord. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that and spending your whole life with the Lord um, as the sisters are going to be on with us a little later and we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, before we go any further, uh, we have Gregory who's running the board this morning. Gregory, can you give us a bit of a rundown on what's coming up? I sure can. Uh, this morning we'll first start out by talking about what, the, what a day in the life of a cloistered Carmelite nun looks like. We'll get a glimpse of this as we visit with Mother Madonna at Prioris at Carmel of Mary Monastery. Uh, we'll also talk about what the purpose of masculinity is and what the necessary virtues are needed to be a good father. Uh, these are two of the topics that we'll explore as we visit with Dr. Mario Sacasa, a keynote speaker at the upcoming men's conference in the Diocese of Rapid City. And it's a mission of love. Joanne Masters will tell us about a special group that's working to help children learn and read in Guatemala. All this and a lot more coming up this morning. Thank you, Gregory. This is Real Presence Live, and Steve Splinskowski here again, here along with... Brandon Clark. And we're excited to be with you, and we are now going to turn to a conversation with Mother Madonna. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to have you here with us here at Carmel of Mary, and we welcome both you and Brandon. Thank you. And all the listeners that are here, and 
our Lake Carmelites who are also joining us yes. for this special day. <laughs> Absolutely, what a beautiful, what a beautiful morning, and and just thank you for the opportunity to be here and share share oh, this yes. with you. Yes. So, uh, so let's talk. We actually we have with us, and you can't you can't all see them right now, but right now we have sitting around the table with us Sister Mary Margaret, um, Sister Joseph Marie, and then Mother Madonna, of course, and then Sister Veronica and Sister Teresa. So they're all with us here um, and uh, visiting us, and actually a few of them will be talking with you today. So stay tuned uh, for that conversation. So uh, tell us a little bit, um, Mother, about the life of a cloistered nun. And it can be very mysterious, and obviously it should be because you're in a cloister. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit, what's, what's a, a life in your day? look like a day in your life sorry (laughs) yes yes our day here at carmel of mary begins at midnight so we rise at 11 45 and we're here in the chapel at midnight and we pray from midnight until 12 30 a.m and then we go back to bed and we wake up at 5 10 and then we're back in the chapel at 5 30 and we chant the psalms from 5 30 to 6 and then from 6 to 7 we have um personal prayer and we can take that either in the chapel or in our rooms. And then we come back for 7 o'clock Holy Mass. And that is every day at 7 o'clock we have Holy Mass here. And then we go to breakfast afterwards. And then at 9 o'clock we come back to the chapel and we chant the Psalms in Gregorian chant. Hmm. And then um, we after that then we'll have a time for our rosary and spiritual reading and then our daily duties and then we come back at 11:15 to pray again in the chapel chant the psalms and then we go and have dinner and then at 12:50 we come back and we pray again um, and then after that then we have time to do our um, daily duties mm-hmm. and then we come back to the chapel at 4:30 for vespers and then we have um, personal prayer from 5 to 6 we have supper at 6 and then at 7 o'clock we have recreation or a time where we have um, time with each other with the sisters and we rejoice together that God has brought us here together and then uh, we have night pr- night prayer at 750 so let's talk a little bit about that your your schedule mother yes. because Oftentimes, I think we in the world think that the active life is so much more important than the interior life. And of course, many of the saints tell us that um, our active life should stem from our interior life. Talk about your experience with that. Hmm. The importance of the interior life and how that actually is what forms the active life. Yes. Because you're living that. Yes, we are. Because wouldn't some people say, well, sister, why are you wasting all your time hidden behind the wall praying? Shouldn't you be out in the world making a difference? What's your answer to that? I find that very easy to answer, Steve. Yes. Because it comes from deep within. I have always wanted to be a Carmelite nun since I was very young. And that is because I wanted to give back to God what He gave me. He gave me life to be on this earth. And I thank him so much, so deeply, that I want to give myself totally back to him because of my love for him. And because I love him so much, I love the world deeply. And I want to do all I can for the world. I want to touch as many souls as I can. So when I was deciding whether to be an active sister or a contemplative, I said, if I'm an active sister, I can be a nurse or a teacher, and I can touch the lives of children and people with my presence, 
But if I become a contemplative, I can reach millions and millions of people by my life of prayer. And I also knew that if I became a nurse or a teacher, that I would be absorbed in that apostolate and prayer would come second. And I knew that my love for God was so intense and strong that I wanted to be in His presence 24-7 and give every breath that I take to Him. Wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. I'll let you follow up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to just uh, maybe maybe dive a little bit further into that, you know, yeah. because, um, you know, some people see prayer as, as difficult, right? Yeah. But it sounds like you see prayer as just a, a, a relationship, a beautiful, deep relationship with our Lord. Can you can you expand on that just a little bit? Maybe for those who are listening, who are like, yeah, I you know, I struggle to pray, or I don't really know how to pray. Yes, all of us struggle with prayer at some time in our life, and I can speak from my own experience. I had some consolation um, at times in my life, but most of the time, it's dry. Prayer is not, I'm not swimming in consolation, but the prayer of being in His presence is what counts. You know, um, I might not feel anything, but I know that He's there and He's with me and that He hears everything within my heart. And what He hears from my heart are the prayer intentions that we receive here at Carmel of Mary. I believe that we should be getting many more emails requesting prayers. The phone should be ringing 24-7 with prayer requests. That is why we're here. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for the world to help them on the journey. You know, everybody struggles in one way or another. And, you know, maybe not that particular person will call up for their, their prayer intention, but maybe a friend they know, a relative needs prayer. The people don't have to give us any details. They can just say, can you pray for my special intention? And they don't even have to tell us who they are. So we receive prayer intentions um, on the telephone or emails or people send in letters. What does it mean to you, Mother, to receive specific intentions? Because often intentions are very personal, right close to the heart. What does it mean for you and the sisters to receive these intentions and, and bring them to our Lord, which you talked about you, you have such a deep love for? Yes, yes. All of us take those prayer intentions to heart. And I know for certain that the sisters really take them to heart because as soon as I post a prayer intention, the sisters are right there, you know, eager to see what their prayer intention is so that they can take it to heart. And especially when we come together to chant the Psalms, the people's intentions are right there. So, sister, you are sorry, mother. Mm. Um, of course, you're also a sister, but yes, you're, exactly. you're the uh, the mother here, Mother Madonna. Uh, you, you alluded a little bit earlier to your your story um, coming, your vocation story. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and that journey? Where are you originally from? Um, your family background, and and uh, just a little bit more about yourself. Yes, um, I was born in Santa Barbara, California. My parents are originally from Texas, but they moved to California for a short time, and I just happened to be born there. Then they moved back to Texas, and we moved to Michigan, and I grew up there for about 10 years. Then we moved back to Texas. Um, I felt the call to, um, to religious life, to give myself totally to our Lord when I was in the first grade. 
I can honestly say that I fell in love with Jesus at that moment. And um, the difficulty was that my parents were hoping that I would get married and have lots of children. And so in my senior year, my parents asked me what I was going to do, and I told them that I still wanted to become a nun, and they said to, that I should pick something else out. So um, I explored different things, and then I felt the inspiration to go into the military, so I went into the Air Force, and they were hoping I would not go in, but I did, and I enjoyed it. The Air Force took care of me very well, and I'm glad I I did. And then um, my third year in the Air Force, my father asked if I was going to make it a career because I was doing so well. And I says, no, Dad, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. And he says, what's that? And I said, I'm going to become a cloister nun. And he said, where? And I said, North Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, that's so far away. And I says, oh, Dad, you know. And so um, then I entered the monastery and I've been here ever since and I love it the minute I entered the monastery I said I'm home because I feel like a fish in water when I was before that I was kind of like a fish out of water but now I'm swimming in love and I'm living with sisters that are very holy and God has blessed me with that so I need to ask you a question mother a question everybody's thinking about right now do you still wear combat boots sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to ask the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> if you just we have straight talk coming up. Yeah, so we do. <laughs> you can call her that question. She'll have to answer it then. If you're just joining us, this is Steve Plonskowski along with Brandon Clark. We're coming to live from the Carmel of Mary Monastery in Wapita, North Dakota. We're visiting with Mother Madonna here at the Carmel, and we're actually literally in front of the Lord uh, here in the chapel in His presence today. And so uh, we're excited to be with you and to. Uh, really spend this time with our Lord and with you. Yeah, you know, Mother, you talked about this beautiful prayer life, This uh, how your day is just surrounded in prayer and, and, and conversation and relationship with the Lord. Um, it, would you say that this is one of the charisms of the Carmelites? Or, or you know, because different orders have different charisms. What is the charism of, of this particular Carmelite order? Yes, it is one of prayer. Yes. And... and, and it, you know, when you when you come into a charism, what does that mean exactly? Can you just explain that a little bit for listeners? Yes, that a charism is something that helps the world and helps others. And so, Carmel, the Carmelites are known for a life of prayer. And so, whether you have the friars that are active in an apostolate, they still live a life of prayer. And so. For us contemplatives, this is what our charism is, and especially here at Carmel of Mary, is a life of prayer through the chanting of the Psalms for the Gregorian chant. You talked about being a fish in water, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, was, it, was it that life of prayer that, that drew you as well to the, the contemplative life? Yes, it was, yes. And because I knew that through a life of prayer, I could help many millions of people through that life of prayer. So it takes faith to see how important a life of prayer is. Hmm. So <clears throat> how does this work, sister? Obviously you are you are living in the in the uh, monastery here and you need to be supportive supported and 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 your mission really um i mean you don't have the opportunity to go out and and personally fundraise because you're praying uh, yes. which is for all of us yes. um 
you know, here in the Carmel. So how can people who are listening right now, how can they help the mission of, of the Carmelites here in Wapaton? Yes. What um, our friends and benefactors have done, they'll send in gift donations to us through the mail. Um, and so that helps us to support us. And also sometimes people call up and will ask if we need anything. And we say yes, and we'll give them. Um, I'll look at the grocery list to see if there's anything that um, that we need. But the other support that we also need to is for vocations, mm-hmm. and so that would be um, very good if the listeners would talk to their children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren, and uh, maybe not necessarily for a vocation, but just to know that we exist here to help them on the journey because a lot of those grandchildren will be going off to college and they won't have a lot of contact maybe with their families but if they need help um, they can always just call up the monastery and ask for prayer and I think that will be good for people to know they're not on the journey alone Excellent well, Mother, we'll, we'll continue here in, in just a little bit uh, with, with you and, and the sisters when we got straight talk, but we do have to step away for a break. So coming up next, we'll take a few minutes to pray for your specific intentions during Prayerfully Yours, and we have some prayer warriors with us this morning <laughs> to, to help with that. So, um, And then about 15 minutes from now, as I was mentioning, the sisters from right here at the Carmel of Mary Monastery will be ready to take your questions during straight talk, and that number is 877 795 So stay with us. We've got a lot more to come here from the Carmel of Mary in Wapaton, North Dakota. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 